Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Because a lot of stuff that I do, I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's, it's for me, but I'd be like, nah, bro, I feel like I, feel like I got to do it big for y'all. Why, why y'all living so y'all can be like, yeah, Man. or feel like you had a feel like you had a hand in it because you did. Hey, yo, you work entirely too hard to make entirely too little of income, and that would instantly change for you if you just had a digital product. Now, the great thing about digital products is that you only have to do the work one time, and you can literally get paid forever. Now, most people they work, 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 and then they get paid. But with digital products, you do the work once and then you get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, pay, 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 pay. Now go ahead, click the link and come join me over the next five days where I show you how to take your own intellectual property and monetize your genius by turning it into a digital asset. Over these next five days, I'm going to share with you all the tips, tools, strategies, secrets, and systems to monetize your own IP, to monetize your own intellectual property property now i highly suggest that you get a vip option because if you're the best why not get the best plus it's 50 percent off right now i'll see you on the challenge don't 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 welcome to another episode of it's crowded at the top oh my god i'm your I'm your host, S and CEO. What's God on the other end? Amen. I am that I am. Let Let's start this episode off. First, let's clap it up for Soldier Boy. Oh, my God. oh yeah, I got this. Uh, <laughs> I got this. Let's let's clap it up. Let's clap it up for Soldier Boy. Why are we clapping up for Soldier Boy? You may ask. Yeah, I was about to say I'm out the loop. <clears throat> you be, you remember LimeWire? Yep. LimeWire is back. Soldier Boy bought it. Nah, but it, it's some type of business that he's doing with it because because LimeWire, like if you go to LimeWire's Instagram page right now. Mm-hmm. And see them relaunch, like they're they're using Soldier Boy's music. They're using Crank Debt for the promotion, and you know he got on by putting this stuff on LimeWire, and it's his song over Fifty Cent songs, and mm-hmm. Eminem songs, and Jay Z songs and stuff. 
So I, I don't know if he got some type of endorsement deal with him, or I don't know if he owns owns Crank Debt. But Soldier Boy posted it on his page too, and I was just like, man, just shout, just shout out to Big Draco, man. Hey, Soldier, because he don't he don't get his flowers, bro. Yeah, he he really don't, and he always. He always got something going. Like, he popping up. And I don't care if it's for the short term or long term. He doing some type of deal always. The soldiers soldiers a goat, bro. And people be thinking it's funny when we be like, I, I was the first. I was the first. Like, he be, he be playing it up because he knows he's an entertainer. He knows when to entertain. But he really be right. He really was the first ones to do a lot of stuff, bro. Bro, everything that Soldier says he's done, except for the story he told about when, when they broke into his crib, he be having receipts. Nah, he did for, that. I know, I know, but but you know, just like you just said, he's an entertainer. So some parts of the story, I was just listening. I was like, oh, you, I don't know about that part. I know the story is true. I know it's factual. But he was like, man, I took his mask off. I said, oh man, this is crazy. <laughs> Like, I believe him. Boy, boy, you got them running up in your crib, and it's you versus all of them, and you come out the only one night hit and hit them all. I believe him. Like I said, but but yeah, nah, he be having receipts though. He said he the first this, first that. He got the receipts for it. Yeah, but but and here's the thing with Limewire too, because cause you know. LimeWire was like for music. People used to download music on LimeWire back in the day. LimeWire's, yeah, you know, videos. Uh, I I used to download. Uh, I used to download uh, clips because this was before like YouTube was was really popping. Mm-hmm. I used I used to download clips of like LeBron James and Sebastian Telfair. Like, so I could see, like, who... Because you just heard of these people. Like, it wasn't like how it is now where you could just hop on and look at a hoop mixtape or something. Yeah. And I messed up. I wasn't on LimeWire, though. I, I was using this stuff called Kaza or Kazai. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, K-A-Z-A-A, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ruined the computer. Straight ruined it. I was downloading some other stuff too, but <laughs> straight ruined it, bro. Uh, but but Limewire Limewire is now a, a NFT marketplace. Okay. So that's how that's that relaunch and rebrand is in the NFT space. Mm. That's interesting. So they so they don't have any any more dealings with like streaming and downloading, et cetera. It's just all NFT. For what? Who gonna go with LimeWire to stream when you got YouTube, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, Pandora? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think I think all the streaming. I don't think anybody would come into the music streaming land right now and be like, oh, this is a great, this is a great market to tap into. You never know, man. You never know. Nah, some stuff, some stuff you do know. <laughs> but but you know how important like 
competition is and how huge certain spaces is. Like, just think about if you wanted to to open up a restaurant or a burger joint or something. Like, you got burger joints for days, restaurants for days, but you still could do it and eat. Could you? <laughs> what burger joints you see eating? You you specifically said burger joint, not restaurant. I said I did say burger joint specifically. So 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 what burger joints are eating? None. Everybody's eating. No, they not. Or restaurants wouldn't be the like the at the upper echelon of failed businesses. But you can, but you can win. Yeah, you, know you can. Because I, I, but be you, but like, your restaurant has to have a unique, uh, a unique perspective. You can't just open up a burger joint. I know that's why. I, that's why I said I didn't specifically say just it's just a burger joint. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be a burger joint, but it could be like you just said, unique, and then that's what was help separate it from the competition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but Americans like America loves their burgers. And the fast food burger joints, they sold up. Like, I would not want to start a brand new fast food burger joint. Yeah. You got people going to go to McDonald's, Burger King, them type of things. Then you got the people going to go to Smash Burger, uh, uh, damn, why can't I think of, of the joint? Whatever. It's, it's, guys, why can't I, th- I just drove past it yesterday, too. Uh, I don't know. It's like but the like best car- burger one that oh, no best like, burger. One? Yeah, it's like the best burger spot. Oh, I don't know. That's tough because I be feeling like that's subjective. Nah, this one's not subjective. They got the best burgers, bro. It's better than Fat Burger. Fat Burger's like a, I ain't, I've only had Fat Burger once. Because uh, that's my favorite, and I don't even eat burgers like that no more. But. That's my favorite. Is it your favorite? When's the last time you ate Fat Burger? Like a year. But I don't eat burgers. But when I ate burgers, it's, it was only Fat Burger. Because mm-hmm. In-N-Out is weak. I definitely don't eat McDonald's no more. And if, like, the one time I've had McDonald's in the last five years, I had a 20-piece <laughs> McNugget I told you about on the way to, um, uh, what was it on the way to? Some dinner somewhere. Gosh, now I got a, now I got a five guys. Damn, ah, I couldn't think of it. Five guys, five guys. Is good. Five guys is good. Yeah, five guys is the best burger place. I just had to Google. You know what I Googled to think of it? Barack Obama's favorite burger place. Like that's what I just Googled to think mm. of. Because I remember he said it somewhere, but, but yeah, like like I, I always say, it's nothing. It's. Yeah, it's no new ideas, but there's certain stuff that in today's age, like that's like that's what you want to do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what? All right, so this just made me think about something. So, what would be the worst business to start, and what would be the best business outside of a digital product? Because you know, you I, mean you mean a you mean an actual. Like an actual one thing or like a type? Probably more so type. I'm probably more so speaking to like industry because we were just talking about burger joint, right? Service-based businesses, I would never start. Mm. Mm. 
And that's the problem with most people, especially black people. That's where we start. Uh, we got a business idea. We go do. We go provide a service. It's impossible right. to scale. Right. Yeah. We go. We go start hair salons, restaurants, mobile detailing, landscape landscaping companies. Because uh, it's because it's easy. Because it's easy to start. You want to start mowing people's grass, get you a lawnmower, and then you can start mowing people's grass. And then they start hiring her. But I'm like, if you really scaling it, I'm not saying that you can't, but it's just way more difficult to scale a service. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I was just seeing my cousin was posting. He's a, uh, he's a principal at a school. He was posting something like he just got done washing his car. He used he's used to have like a mobile detailing business. Mm-hmm. Well, emphasis on the air quotes when I say business. Mm-hmm. And he was like posting on his story like, yeah, I had this mobile detailing business uh, some years back. Thing about starting it back up, y'all. Should I start back up my mobile detailing business? I'm like, like we'll start stuff up like that because you don't need money. You need some water, soap. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some hoses, a pressure washer, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can get started, but a lot of people, include myself, especially when when I started off, include myself. Like you go and you get a hustle or something, you call it a business, or you go and file for an LLC. Like yeah, I got bit when really you just own a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people would make more money working a job than owning a job. Right. Yeah. But but it's like it's it's uh it's the cool thing. Like I don't remember I don't remember coming up it being cool to be in entrepreneurship. Like it's like a cool thing to do now. Mm-hmm. Back when I used to tell people what I wanted to do, they would look at me crazy and be like, "Oh, you can't. why would you do that? Or you can't do that. Or you're supposed to do it like this. Whereas now people... Uh, probably it's almost like it flipped now. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't even know the word. I didn't know there was a word for it. It's just growing up, the entrepreneurs that I looked up to, that's why I always got like music references and stuff because they was all like, in the music industry, mm-hmm. I didn't know of nobody like Diddy, Puff. Yeah, they're like, oh, he owns Bad Boy Records, Hove. Oh, he owns Rockefeller Records, <clears throat> Luda. Oh, he owns Disturbing the Peace Records. Yeah. Like I didn't know of no other people that like owned the business. It was just stuff that I saw from my scope of the world was like. People that own these music labels. Suge Knight owns Death Row Records. Yeah. Russell Simmons, because Russell Simmons was like the man, man, man. Russell Simmons owns Everything. Death Jam Records. <laughs> 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 like for real, Death Jam, Fat Form, Baby Fat. But but then the same thing, because then, you know, Diddy's like my era. 
It was like, so Puff owned Bad Boy Records, then Sean John, then like they all did the mm-hmm. holding them on Rockefeller, then Rock Aware, then. Mm-hmm. So that was like the the levels that I thought, but it wasn't like cool. It wasn't people saying that they wanted to own a company. It was like people saying that they wanted that car. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, growing up I didn't know anybody who had owned a business or had their own business. Everybody was just, you know, work, work, work to retire. You know what I'm saying? Same here. Only dude that I looked at that I said I wanted to kind of be like first first person in my city that was an entrepreneur that I just thought it was just cool that he owned something. And I'm a kid thinking this. This dude named Mike. Mike <laughs> I don't know Mike's name, last name. He was Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike owned the corner store. Mm. The corner of 5th Street, uh, 5th and Smith in Lexington, Kentucky. Right on the corner of 5th Street and Smith Street. Corner store. Mike had it. You walk in. Hey, partner. Hey, partner. <laughs> and, he, and he had a sawed-off shoddy right there up under the cash register. Mm. Hey partner, hey partner. I fucked with Mike, but Mike was the first entrepreneur that I saw. Yeah, he had he had a corner store in the hood. And I'd be like, Al Smithtown. I'd be like, yeah, what's up, Mike? He let me have he might let me have like a free bag of hot Cheetos or some now ladies or something. Back then, look, the bag of chips like a quarter. Yeah, good old days. When you can legit get four bags for a dollar. Yeah, and then some activity would be going on, and I started to see other entrepreneurs, <laughs> uh, st- street pharmacists. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that was my who I would see. No LLCs. <laughs> yeah, but I was seeing them, and then and then it's like um, because I said it's on the corner of Smith and Fifth. Smith Street was a drug street. And it's a one way, mm. so people could get they people could get their shit off because it's it's one way in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So my daddy would be like, "Yo, just stay off of Smith Street." I'm like, "All right," because mm. I didn't grow up there. It wasn't my neighborhood, but I would be there like every day. Yeah, because my uh, my great. Yeah, my great granny had a house, two houses down from the store. It was vacant, so my daddy would be like taking care of the go mow the grass, chill. Him, my uncle just sit on the porch. That would be like they kick it spot. Mm-hmm. They out there, damn near every day, just kicking it, drinking a beer. I'm there dribbling, or he bought a German Shepherd, kept the German Shepherd back there. Dog might be loose, mm-hmm. and it was like a. It was a like a real vicious dog too. Like I was scared of it, and it was supposed to be my dog. It wasn't my dog. He was cool when he was a puppy, but then the landlord said we had to get him out, and moved him over there, and he by himself out back tied up, and people was throwing like he turned bad mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Plus, my pops was like teaching him to be bad, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't be there. This before cell phones too. He break the chain. Hop the fence, 
whole hood, whole hood, ain't nobody outside. Because, you know, especially summertime, you're going to see, shoot, even wintertime, you're going to see people outside, but especially summertime, bro. Yeah. And the corner stores right there, you, the block is quiet. And somehow they will find, they will find, like, get a number on where my daddy's at and come get them. Uh, call him, page or something, and he go out there and get them. That's funny, yeah. We can't be messing with them. Mess with them dogs on the loose, bro. Nah, I be inside too. <laughs> like, nah, bro. Go <laughs> get your, especially the German Shepherds. Like, my home. But this ain't. But this ain't a like dogs. Like, just a. It ain't even a type. Like, just dogs in general are nice. True. Very true. When I was little, before I knew better, I used to see a dog run, and then I would be like, "Why am I getting chased by these these dogs?" Because they probably want to play. Mm. I don't. Now I see stray dogs. Sometimes I'll be like, whoa, but for the most part, I stay calm or whatever. Yeah. Especially when I, when I was out here in these wholesale streets, like heavy, heavy wholesaling houses and stuff. You know, I'm seeing, I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I walked out one house, my head's in my phone. As soon as I look up, big old dick pit about. Three feet away from me, just standing. Mm. I said, <laughs> "I was just like, and we just both looking at each other. He's like this, bow legged. I'm like, <laughs> keeping them shoulders relaxed. <laughs> Maybe about two, three seconds went by, which was felt like a minute. Yeah, and I was like." Hey! <laughs> then you start wagging his tail. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, how was he wagging it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then, then next time I came back, uh, next time I came back, I stopped at the corner store because I had to come back. I was like, just in case he's around, mm-hmm. I stopped at the corner store and got like some uh, Slim Jims and stuff. Mm. So he came, I I broke him off. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's funny though. But nah, but Mike Mike had a store, and I just thought it was just, and I ain't know how. Of course, he wasn't rich and nothing. Ain't like he gonna get rich off of no corner store. But me as a kid was like, oh, it's dope. He owns the store. I'm like, oh, this is his. He got mm-hmm. all the chips. Mm-hmm. He got all the honey buns. He got all the hot sausages. He got all the pickles. He got all the pop. He's drinking Fago, peach Fago. I'm like, he got all the peach Fagos. <laughs> Kids' brains, man. It's, it's funny, though. But, but... Going back to like the uh, all the entrepreneurs that I saw, the only people that I saw that owned the business being like rappers, like rap CEOs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Remember, the rapper CEO was like it kind of started to become a thing when like all the CEOs started rapping. Mm-hmm. Like Diddy started rapping, Birdman started rapping. 
uh, Hove always rap, but it was like he knew he owned it. Yeah. And shoot, speaking of rapper CEOs, you heard about Irv Gotti? Hmm, like something recent? Nah. Irv just got 300 mil. Eee. Clap it up for Irv Gotti, everybody. Clap it up. Clap it up. Oh Irv Gotti just did a deal for 300 mil. What, he sold the whole catalog or something? I don't know the details of it, but he sold his masters of Murder, Inc. And then he got like a, uh, I think he might have sold that for like a hundred or something over a hundred. Mm-hmm. And then he got a a two hundred million dollar line of credit, like all in the same deal. Mm. And the he gonna use the two hundred to like produce films and stuff. Mm. Cause I don't know if you ever seen Tales, but he got Tales. I remember he used to have it on BT, and the couple episodes I seen, it was actually cold. Like he he I takes um, he takes classic rap songs and makes it basically into like a short uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, a hour t- like it, it really needs to be a movie like I even heard him in the past talk about how he wanted he wanted it to be movies instead of like TV episodes but it just wasn't possible mm-hmm. so that's what he's about to do now so like I seen the um, I say he got one with uh uh, uh, damn, I'm having a brain fart, bro. The Ghetto Boys, my mind playing tricks on me. He got like an episode of that. Mm-hmm. He got an episode of like a, a Biggie, a Biggie song. Mm-hmm. It might have been story to tell when he break into the, oh, uh, yeah. he's messing with the chick, and then the dude comes in. He rock. He turned that into an episode, like. The the couple episodes I seen it was it was good, yeah. but I was like, "Dang, Irv getting to it." And then when I saw it, I see people in the comments, "Man, always selling the masters. Hold, keep your masters." And I'm like, "For what?" For what? Justin Timberlake just sold his too for a hundred. But what I see, everybody. From what I'm seeing in the music scope, from what I'm tuned into, everybody's selling them. Mm-hmm. Wayne so Wayne got like a hundred people. Was, oh no, bro! Why? Why would you sell it? I'm like, why? How long would it take him to make a hundred million owning it? Right. I don't know how the music stuff works. It would, it would take a while. Take a long time. It probably won't even. Yeah. Especially with the streams these days. Mustard sold his. John Legend. Like I just said, Herb, John Legend, Justin Timberlake. So all these people like, own your, own your masters, own your masters. And I get it. Like, I get why to own them. So you can... Do that. <laughs> do that and sell it. Like, you, like certain stuff, certain stuff isn't meant for... You two own forever, right? Even especially like businesses. I was just about to say, even most like like the businessmen who get into it, they build the business to sell it. That's really the point of businesses. Yeah, like from day one, Rock 
just keeping it in the music lane from day one. Rockefeller's whole plan was to sell Rockefeller from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I know it it didn't uh, come into fruition how they had planned at the original point of it with the breakup and stuff, but they started the business to to sell it. Mm -hmm. Hov's whole goal getting in the rap game was to make one album. Mm, really? They all knew that. Yeah, you ain't know that. Nah. Hov was supposed to make one album and get out. They they all, Hov, Biggs, and Dame knew that was the plan going into it. He's going to make one album and get out. Man. That's crazy how life works, man. And here he is at the top. Top of the yeah. mountain. <laughs> like, but that was that was their plan. Their plan was to build up Rockefeller to have whatever point and you know make their exit. Mm -hmm. That's what big business does. That's what um, I just got done before we started. I was listening to uh, Russell Brunson interview Alex Hormozzi mm -hmm. and his wife Layla Hormozzi mm -hmm. and. Hormozy, that's what he does. He builds up companies and sells them. Yep. That's what Russell Brunson did with ClickFunnels. Built it up. And I believe he sold it. Really? I have to double check. I saw something. I was... I know they're about to do ClickFunnels 2.0. I don't know, but that... He, yeah, he might have. he might have sold it. Let me go over there real quick. But yeah, bro, that's what that's that's everybody's goal, bro. And if it ain't and if it ain't a hundred percent, it's fifty percent or you know, twenty percent, thirty percent. Especially if you can sell fifty and and cash out and you still want to be involved, or they'll sell it all and then just keep a, a chair on the board, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <clears throat> yeah, cause uh, cause I was listening. What I was listening to right before we started, Russell Brunson was talking to Tony Robbins, and he was like, he took some advice from Tony because he he stepped down as a CEO mm. of ClickFunnels, and then he he stepped down, let somebody else run it, mm -hmm. and took like some, you know, some other position. Mm -hmm. But yeah, bro, you, you build businesses. To that's what I've been thinking of, like, like what, like stuff that I'm in, it's not sellable. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, well, what I just started is sellable. The uh, the community, it's crowded. The top community, that's something I could scale and sell. Mm -hmm. I'm like, shoot, let them offer me a hundred mil food. <laughs> <laughs> out of here, buddy. Out of there, yeah, for sure. Especially when, when I, it's gonna get to a point where it's not gonna. What the plans that I have for my community, it's not gonna need Aston CEO so much at one point. Mm -hmm. Because like, I think it'd be fly if like uh, we had an Airbnb training yesterday. Because mm -hmm. you know I, I'm telling people you get training from other six, seven, and eight-figure entrepreneurs and stuff, right? So I, we had an uh, Airbnb training yesterday. My homeboy did it. 
Um, so I'm like, what if we just had an Airbnb coach to come in every second Tuesday of the month, like on this date and this date or whatever. This is Airbnb with coach here. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about credit. Yeah, I got people coming in talking about credit, but you know for a fact, okay, on these days, credit coach is going to be talking about this. Mm -hmm. Okay, on this real estate, real estate's broad. So, yeah, Airbnb, real, rental rental coach is going to be talking about this. Owner finance coach is going to be talking about mm -hmm. this. Digital marketing going to be talking. Facebook ads going to be talking about this. Yeah. YouTube ads going to be talking about that. And then I could come in, but, or like you said, sell it, come up with an agreement of, of like, you'll be the, uh, you'll still work it for X amount of time. Yeah. Or be on like the advisory board or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or sell it and take like a, a 30% interest. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Towards you, not the majority. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about all the systems and running of of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like with, with as far as uh, the structure of it, and you ain't got to answer it if you don't want to, because you know I don't know if you want to like give the the juice away, the idea away. But how would you how would you struct? Because I got an idea, but I want to see if you're thinking on the same lines. How would you structure? the situation that would have uh kind of incentivized the people to be a part of the the community in 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 the teaching aspect the airbnb person the real estate person like is it just the idea that they have your audience or is there you know what i mean no nah, if i if i had them <laughs> if if they were instead of just popping in like my boy just like right now i got people just popping in mm -hmm. And that's off of favors, relationships, and as it grows, they'll get intro introduced to my audience also. But if I have somebody that's set, like, yo, you're going to, on every single month, you're going to talk about this, or every week you're going to talk about this, or every other week, whatever the schedule is, I will pay them. Oh, just, just flat rate? Yeah. yeah. Like every every second, and it wouldn't be, and it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be like expensive either. Coming, gonna be in there for an hour every so often. Mm -hmm. Like it ain't like I will be paying somebody thousands of dollars. Yeah, right. Like right. tens of thousands of dollars for that. Right. Right. Hey, bro, on the first Tuesday of every month, can you come in and talk about credit? Yeah. And then I would, I from, would think... From 7 to 8 p.m.? Like, and then I would think that maybe not everybody, but there would be a number of people who would have their own products, and then it could turn into how, like, you know, these podcasts are set up these days where they in your community... And them being there, they is affording them the ability to uh, put their products in front of your community, and then y'all sit. Nah, you can't. You can't sell nothing. Oh, okay, okay. Nah, bro, it ain't about just be people advertising, and that that's not valuable to my 
to my community. You just coming in there and selling. Hey, buy this. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like. Just like if, if when people go on certain podcasts, they may not necessarily be selling their product on the podcast, but they know that whatever... Uh, Everybody's selling their product on the podcast. That's why they mention their product and they say, here's the link or text this number. Everybody's selling. I think I said, yeah. I mean, majority. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would that would make sense. So they just strictly in there to coach. Yeah, you'll get introduced. You, if somebody wants to buy a course, they're introduced to you. I'm telling you, this is this is such and such as IG. Follow them. This right. is all their social media. You getting value from it? Go tap in. Right, right. But don't come. But. Nobody can't come into my community with the prime objective of, oh, I'm going in here to sell something. Mm. No, you're coming in here to to teach and give value. If if you happen to get a sale as a byproduct of the value that you add, cool. But you got to come in here and you got to give you got to give it away. Mm-hmm. Give all the game away. Mm-hmm. If they like you. Here's the stuff. The recording stays in there. So whereas as it grows, other people will be able to come in there. They'll be rewatching and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dang, bro, this dude knows this stuff about Airbnb. Dang, this dude knows this stuff about uh, uh, business formations. Dang, she knows this stuff about credit. Dang, he knows great about staffing. Yeah. Let me go follow. What What's this? All right, let me go follow him, and then they can tap in, but... Nah, with collaborations, people got to know the assignment. Mm-hmm. I learned that from a mastermind that I'm in. There's other coaches that's there's other coaches that are teaching in the mastermind. It's not just one guy. Mm-hmm. They're not selling you nothing. The 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 guy talking about YouTube ads isn't selling his course. At the end of the Zoom call, yeah, yeah. no, nah, that's real. The the guy teaching how to get your your, uh, the guy teaching how to make school curriculums and how to get them in schools isn't saying, all right, now if you really really want to learn how to make a <laughs> curriculum and get it in schools, buy my buy my ebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. If you find yeah, what I said today valuable, <laughs> I really yeah, got something for you. <laughs> yeah, if somebody if somebody thinks that they crazy, yeah, that's just like if I go to events and if I go to events and conferences and stuff, you go to one person's event or one person's conference. That's not going to be the only person speaking. Mm-hmm. If I go to Funnel Hacking Live, Russell Brunson isn't going to be the only person speaking. Other people are going to be speaking. Tony Robbins is going to be speaking. Myron going to be speaking. Other people are going to be speaking. They're, I guarantee you they're not selling their products up there. Yeah. I go to Neo's event. Neo talks. And then 
Darius Daniels talks, and then Nick. I don't can't remember my man's last. I don't know how to say his last name. Nick Sosa. He got a bunch of S's. He ain't got no legs. Uh, one finger, whatever motivational speech. They're not selling nothing. They, they be they're either there. Uh, law pain. Law ain't selling nothing. He's there. I think that was off a relationship, but either they've either been paid or a relationship, and then they're just coming and speaking. Mm-hmm. But people, but people like that, they know the power of getting in front of an audience. They know that they're gonna come. They know that they're gonna drop gems, drop bombs, give value, and introduce themselves to a whole bunch of people that didn't even know that they existed. Mm-hmm. I started following all of. I didn't know none of them before it started. Man. Started following them. Right off of that. Now I'm tuned in today's stuff. That's how it goes. People not a, a novice would think like that, mm-hmm. but somebody is really that's really about making some paper. They understand amateurs get paid on the front end, experts get paid on the back end. Mm-hmm. Everything's just a lead magnet. Hmm. You just want to get introduced. To people get put in front of people, man. So, That's real. but that but that entertainment stuff too, though. I was listening to Irv Gotti talk about it, and he was like, uh, "That's why I was thinking of the community." I was like, "Dang, what if I build it up to a certain point where you can sell it? What category would it be? Would it be classified in in business?" Because he was saying like. The in, in entertainment, it sells at like a multiple of, I think he said like 20 or something like that. Mm. Or, or 10. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was a, a high multiple. And for y'all that don't know what multiple is, like when you sell businesses, businesses get evaluated off of a multiple of what it brings in. So if you got a uh, uh, just using, say if it say if it's a multiple of ten, you make two million dollars in a business. You can sell that business for twenty because it'll sell at a multiple of ten. Mm-hmm. I think he was saying entertainment sells at like a multiple of. I feel like he said higher than ten though. He might have said twenty. Like it was like when I heard it, whatever the number was, I was like, dang. Yeah, probably was twenty. Which was so I'm like I I get why the music industry is like such a big money maker yeah. and film and stuff like if it sells it that have a multiple yeah that would make sense why so many people cash are able to cash out in the manner that they're cashing out these days yeah and and people don't realize too these. These people that are cashing out with their masters or whatever, these people that own, uh, uh, what's the music? Universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's people high. It's people high up, but Universal's like a, like, controls media type mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. They thinking long, 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 long. So they could so they can take 60 years to make their money back. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Irv Gotti can't. He need to get that money and do what he need to do with it. Yeah. Because he definitely ain't... Yeah, because you ain't touching that 100 over... So, like, like even to put things into perspective for people who have their opinion on why people shouldn't be selling their masters, you're not going to touch that 100 even in the next decade. Like, not even close. 300. No, but I'm just, but I'm just speaking to like, like we, you know, we just even, even just, a, I'm just talking about just a hundred mil. Cause a lot of people have been doing a hundred lately. You know what I'm saying? Like. Bro, these dudes, these dudes, I don't, the, the, I don't know where, I do know where it came from. Let me correct myself. But all these people in music, they not making no money. Not that, not that type of money. No, not money, period. Like, I got homies that make more money than, like, people's favorite rappers. Of course. Hey, right now, I'm riding horseback in the rainforest with a group of high-level entrepreneurs, all six, seven, and eight-figure earners. The thing is, is that while we're here enjoying our life, we're all generating income right now because we know how to monetize our IP, our intellectual property. The problem is, is that you either have a gift and you don't know how to monetize it, or you don't know what your gift is. I want to help you tap into that gift to where is you can make income while you're just living your life, enjoying the fruits of your labor, and making income literally 24-7. Go ahead and tap in and join me at the top. It's crowded at the top. You got to be on a certain plateau, a certain level, in order to get the, the type of, like, like big bags and that ain't coming from streaming that's coming from shows yeah but but i'm about to say i don't know where it comes from but i do because just keeping herb Gotti tied into it i just finished up a documentary called uh, supreme team last night mm -hmm. that's where it, that's where it comes from supreme big drug kingpin out of queens they influence like what rappers do, look, wear, and act. Now all came from the influence of Supreme Team. Because mm -hmm. the doc went through it all. It was it was showing how the rappers was broke. Hustlers had the money. Mm -hmm. Rappers was looked at as weird and corny. Nobody wanted to be a rapper. The rappers dressed like had feathers and glitter and booty pants and <laughs> booty qualms. <laughs> nah, for real, like like rappers used to dress like like them YMCA dudes. Yeah. Or like uh think of I know this ain't no rapper, but think of like Rick James. Like think of how Rick James used to dress back mm. back in the day. Mm. Like it was like costume. Shoot, think of people seeing uh people ain't really seen real life, people seen the movie straight out of Compton. Think how Dr. Dre used to dress. He was like looking weird, bro. Yeah. Yeah. When he was in that group before Easy and them uh -huh. came in. Scratching the surgeon, <laughs> Dr. Dre <laughs> come out. 
Looking like a clown. <laughs> ah, that movie. Was but that's saying, but then when the rappers started getting on, I say Run DMC was one one Run DMC and them was dressing like Supreme and all them. They're dressing like the hustlers, and then it started from that. Then the chains and the yeah, all that stuff everywhere he got their own different stuff. Like every section, like you know, Detroit's where the Cartier is. Mm-hmm. So every section put their own little flash one, but that's where it started. At. And Supreme, bro, I was like, just speaking back on how we used to do, how we was talking about them street pharmacies as being like the only entrepreneurs we seen coming up, bro. Supreme was they was cold with it. Like these criminal minds could really like build Fortune five hundred companies. Yeah, for sure, for sure, because sure. they already had Fortune five hundred companies on the street. Mm-hmm. Getting to it, bro. Supreme and them. They was New Jack City was based off. Uh, they said in the. And the thought, which I didn't know, New Jack City was loosely based off of Supreme, and Supreme I, Team. One of my favorite. Not not Supreme. So the the dots, not just about Supreme. It's about yeah the, the organization yeah. Supreme Team. Yeah. I gotta watch that joint, bro. It's it's cold, just to see because I've heard. Stories, all that I knew about Supreme was the rap song. Mm. But it's like to see the to see the origin of it and everything that went back and when the fifty cent stuff came up, because if y'all know fifty's whole beef with Ja Rule and all this stuff that happened with Fifty and Murder Inc. and it's it comes off of beef that Fifty had with Supreme. It ain't just like Fifty was like, "Oh, I don't like, I don't like you, rapper. Oh, I'm talking about you." He's <laughs> like, "Nah, yeah, I tried to, y'all, your man's tried to kill me." Which is man, that's, which is crazy. Fifty, man, nine times, bro. Like get rich or die trying. That stuff Fifty was going through. And the movie is loosely based off of what he was going through with Supreme. Mm-hmm. That scene where the cop got shot really happened. And, and how how in the movie Get Rich or Die Trying, they was like, 50 was, you know, they wanted to kill 50 because he was rapping about stuff that was happening on the street. Mm-hmm. That was real. Mm-hmm. That's why they wanted to, because Fifty was Fifty Dry from Fifty from Queen, Fifty from Jamaica Queens, where all this was happening. Mm-hmm. Fifty's there, and he's seeing it. He's a street dude himself. He just telling, he just telling the stories. Yeah. And they was like, "Whoa, hold up, bro, doing too much." That's what they thought. And Prem was like, "All right, bro, he he gotta go." That's where it all came from. Because I don't know if you... You probably ain't never heard it. You ever heard Ghetto Quran? Nah. nah. Bro, as soon as we get off here, listen to Ghetto Quran. That's why I know some of that stuff about this, the doc before I seen it. Yeah. 
because 50, like, rapping, even in, even in the dot, Nas was like, yo, 50, when Ghetto Quran came out, he was like, like, 50 was, he was, he was trying not to tell everything, but he was telling, he was telling some stuff. Yeah. And he got lyric, like, I can't remember the lyric off the top of my head, but it's something like, like, uh. Some some Prem was his brains. Uh, oh, damn, what was the other dude's name? Whatever, I can't remember the other dude's name off the top of my head, but they was the two top. Like, when Supreme went to prison, he took over. Mm-hmm. Like, they was the two, like uh, like Nino and his brother mm-hmm. in New Jack. Mm-hmm. It was them two. But he's like, Prem was the brains of Prem was the hustler and blah 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 was the killer or something like mm. but he's saying they names and all this stuff yeah doing doing way too much bro <laughs> doing way too much Phil it worked for him yeah cause you gotta think 50 50's another one that I look at it's like like what did he do as far as business, 50's whole strategy is a is is attack the 50, 50 goes and he attacks the number one in whatever industry he goes into mm. to get the attention. Cause 50 understands attention too, and he moves like you can tell 50's read uh 48 Laws of Power. Mm. And you can tell 50's read uh uh what's the number? However many strategies of war. Oh, uh, is it 22? Whatever it is, you can tell 50's read that. You can tell 50's read The Art of War by Sung Zhu. Mm. Like, you can tell, like, certain stuff that he does. That's why reading, reading's fundamental, kids. <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> For real, like, like people, people don't realize it. it's really blueprints out here. And now you ain't even got to read. You just got to listen to it. And damn near every book's for, you can find it for free on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Damn near, just damn near, just about every one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I'm like, damn, y'all won't even listen to a video? You ain't even got to read no more. <laughs> just listen. And then I read stuff like this, like, I don't like when people be like, all right, 48 Laws of Power. Oh, it's a dangerous book. Who be saying that? Like, it? Oh, they. The they's. No, but I've heard people tell me, like, mm. oh, I started to read it, and oh, it's just, it just doesn't seem like, I don't want to read it. It's just a bad book. Like, it's evil. and Okay. But I can see, I can see why people would say that, though. Like with, like people, like I've heard the negative stuff that I hear people say about Four Day Laws of Power is like it's teaching you how to, how to manipulate. take advantage of people and manipulate people. Uh, yeah, yeah. But see, see, my thing is. I feel like I feel like everybody takes advantage of everybody and everybody uses everybody. But it but 
what is the distinguishing factor is if it's malicious or not. Like everybody serves a purpose in somebody's life or they wouldn't be in your life. And you take advantage of that relationship in whatever yeah, it is. I, you know that's what, what I said. Everybody that's why I say everybody gets used. I, if you can't be used, you're useless. Yeah. Just don't get misused. Everybody uses everybody. But I'm saying from the I'm just saying from the point of when I hear people say that, I'd be like, golly, look how easy it is for you to just focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. That's why you get you get negative. Like, even if you did think it was just all manipulation, okay, why not read it to learn it so you don't get manipulated? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, so you don't want the, that's like saying like, if you teaching a if you teaching a kid how to fight, well shoot you you can't you can't bust somebody's lip if you punch them. So I won't teach you how to punch them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But then you get punched and you don't know what to do. Yeah. So I'm like some of this stuff I read just so I be up on game on how they moving. <laughs> Be like, ha ha, nope, nope. So I'll be <laughs> like, I, I see you. Uh-huh. I see, you. and that's one reason why I'm I'm able to maneuver how I do because I see the game. Yeah. I see, I see it. Most people don't see it. They just walking around oblivious. Mm-hmm. Like, and just letting stuff happen instead of instead of making things happen. They just think everything, like they don't have no control over nothing. Yeah. Well, you need to do a little study and you, you can see how this stuff works out here. Yeah. And use it if you want to use it, but at least you'll be aware of it to be okay. Right. 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 Yeah, people don't be thinking like that though, man. It's even something as simple as, like, and that applies to everything, bro. It'd be something as simple as going to buy a car. You can be like, oh, look, uh, I heard getting your credit pool is bad, so I don't want to go get my credit pooled at the bank. <laughs> like you saying before, I go to the car dealership. But then you go to the car dealership, and they go find your rate and blast your credit out to uh, 80, mm-hmm. 80 banks. Mm-hmm. Then your score drops 70 points in one day. <laughs> Cause you didn't take the little time to, to listen. Oh no, I said You alright, dummy. Cause that's all they do. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why you go get the go get the pre approval first from somewhere, preferably a, a credit union. Credit union. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walking that joint with with power, so much power, <laughs> so much <laughs> so much leverage. <laughs> mm, yeah, I remember, I remember, I had an ex. She was a. Uh, I told I told her I was like, go get pre approved, and then go look for your car. She got pre approved, and still let the car people talk her into seeing if they could get a better rate, and then got mad when her she see all these uh. Inquiries yeah. on the stuff. I was like, what the <laughs> like you you told her the pregame and she still ended up spending two hundred dollars at the club on <laughs> drinks. 
I told you the drink's expensive. Get your bottle. Get you some before you leave the house. She still, she still got the Casamigos. <laughs> pre-game and whack, bro. I don't like the pre-game no more. Nah, nah. I don't, I don't do it. I don't go. I don't go out neither. But pre-game is so poor. <laughs> it really is, bro. Like that's the only reason people pre-game. Yeah, yeah. It can't. Well, yeah, no. It is. It is. No, that's the only reason, bro. It is. Yeah. I had to I had to remember I had to quickly distinguish the pre-gaming versus just like a toast. Cause like me and Viv a toast. No, it's not a it's not a toast. I know that's why I'm saying pre-gaming people drinking, drinking. Yeah, drinking, drinking, yeah. While you getting ready and stuff, girls getting ready preamp music playing, you gotta oh hold up, hold up. Before you walk out and do <laughs> hold up, let me <laughs> hey nah, this used this used to be me though. Wait, wait, bro, 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 drink. I'm about to drink all this water out this bottle. Give me the bottle. You pour it in the bottle, and now yeah, you right. now you so, in the car so, with it. <laughs> it's so it's so poor. <laughs> yeah, man. I ain't pregame like, and then and then you do it to, and then you don't buy no drinks, and or you might buy one. Nah. Or two. See, you know, my problem, my problem used to be I still would drink at the club and then I end up faded because I pre-gamed and I drink at the club. Nah, bro. I was, I was bro, we doing one or the other. Nah, see. And we not doing the other. We doing one. <laughs> <laughs> like I I've legit had mm-hmm. had three different phases of my pregame. Like pre-gaming at Southern started, I was too young to buy drinks in the club. So I would just binge before we left. And then post, no not post, like probably like when I was 22 with Legan, bro, we was literally splitting like a $6 bottle of alcohol before we hit the club. We had no bread. And then when I had the crib, I just wanted people to pull up before we left. Like, it ain't had nothing to do with saving money. I just was like, yo, pull up. We gonna drink it before we leave. Damn, but, but the root of it, bro. Yeah, the root is definitely the, yeah. Yeah. It's just poor. Yeah, for sure. But, but Prem, you gotta watch the doc, bro, because it's like, like the, what I like about documentaries is the origin stories. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of my favorite movies are the origin story. That's why I was asking you, you was saying you was watching The Dark Knight Rises, the Batman movie mm-hmm. with Bane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you seen Batman Begins? You was like, nah. I was like, you irritate me. Because <laughs> I'm like, why would you see the second and third movie but not see the first one? To me, I know you just I don't watch even, whatever. But the thing but. is, though, I don't even feel like the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises were even as intertwined as... Like, you can watch those as standalones. You can watch the first one as a standalone. I know, but that's my point. That's my point. You'd be like, why are you... Good, tr- good trilogies, you can watch them as a... Good movies, period. You can watch them as a standalone. I know. That's why I'd be like, bro... I ain't really missing much. <laughs> like, you'd be mad that I but didn't see it, the origin, but I ain't miss much. 
No. It's it's not that you miss nothing that ties into the other ones. Which no, you actually did miss miss much. Matt mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking of what did I miss? But the the third one tied the third one ends um the third one ends the dilemma of the first one. Oh, okay. Okay. Just think of, uh, did you recently watch watch it, or you just thinking about watching? No, I I, I didn't finish it. I, I made it. Well, I ain't gonna tell you everything, but remember at, at the. But you seen oh, you, it? You though. talking about begins? No, the rises. Oh yeah, they? yeah, I've seen that like eighty times. Okay, so who's who's the real bad guy in that one? The real bad guy. Uh, I don't know, I'm having and you ain't seen it, bro. You be thinking that hard. Oh, 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 girl. Oh, girl ties into the first mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's finishing something that gotcha that started in the first one. Yeah, gotcha. So you actually did miss something, but no, I was saying origin story as far as. It's called Batman Begins because it's like a, it's like a an origin story of what made this man mm-hmm. become in the Batman. Like everybody know the, uh, uh, stories of, ah, uh, snatched the snatched the pearls and kill his parents mm-hmm. and, oh, uh, like it touch on that. But then it goes into like what made this, what made this man. Turn it like he go through some stuff. I just like to see that, yeah. like the origin story. I'm really like into origins mm-hmm. of people, like the Joker. I'm into what made Arthur Fleck mm-hmm. turn into this dude. And watching that Doc on the Supreme Team, it was like the same. Like what made this drug kingpin. Turn into that in the first. It's a three part series. The first part of it, it goes through that. I'm like, damn, that's like cool to see. Mm. And it always comes. It always seems like it comes down to like some, uh, some childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, even my even my journey that I'm on right now, it like at the root of it because you know I'm a very self reflective person mm-hmm. and self analytical at the the journey that I'm on right now, my origin story, a lot of the stuff, most of the stuff that I do now is off of stuff that I experienced as a kid mm. with money and wanting to own my own business and control my time and stuff like that. And then it, and then the other stuff on my viewpoints even starts before that. Because... Mm-hmm. The past few years, I've been learning uh, certain stuff on like, like I got like I'm I'm consider myself a radical. Mm-hmm. I learned my great granddaddy shot a cop. Mm. I'm like ah, he like he like Tupac. Yeah. You know Tupac shot a cop. Yeah, in Atlanta, right? I don't know where it was at, but I'm like I I come from that. 
and this is back in the this back in the day in country country part of Kentucky. Yes, that was like a, and it still be a big deal today. But that was like a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't just do it just to do it. Like like how Tupac shot off duty officers. He saw that uh, they was beating up a dude. He he was helping. He didn't know they were cops. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my great granddaddy knew that they were cops. I mean, uh, uh, I know that my great granddaddy knew. I don't know if he was off duty in uniform mm-hmm. or not. But it's like small town. Like people knew he was a cop. Right, right. And he did it. Same thing, beating up on somebody or something, and he, pow. And I was like, damn, bro, this dude, <laughs> like. This dude don't, and they said he didn't take no, like he stabbed somebody or something. Like if you was on his property or something, he'd tell you to leave and you wouldn't. They say he, he <laughs> hey, all right. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but I'm like, all right. And then the origin, because I'm just, when I be watching these movies, I be like, what would my superhero movie be like? Like my origin superhero movie. And I'd be thinking of the opening scene to be like, great granddaddy, pow, and then, uh, and then you know, then this will, we gotta make it, we gotta like dramatize it, so we'll put you at the scene. This before I was born. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, we go look, we gonna make a little statement before the movie say some. This is just based off of real events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this, this, this was early, early, like in the. Like fifties or something, like, yeah. And uh, and then I'd be thinking of the next scene or something. It'll be like, like a a happy couple in love with a pregnant one, like a happy pregnant couple mm, mm. with a with an ambitious man. And then the, the man got dreams, and then the and then the world. Then the world like beats the man's dreams down. He's struggling, and the kids seeing it, and like, mm. ah man, you see like every real life superhero that you see, family members or dudes in the neighborhood and stuff. You you just see like the world just beat them all down. Mm-hmm. You like, ah, no, like I'm gonna. Then you then then you see like a, then you see like. Then you see like a teenage me shooting dice, and it's like, and this is where I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> you'll see like 16-year-old me with like $427 on the corner. <laughs> like, yeah, so I always knew I had to hustle. Yeah, yeah. I had, and then go, I don't know, bro. That's where my mind. Man, that, <laughs> I got fire. imagination, bro. That'd be fire. Because a lot of stuff that I do, I be like, yeah, it's 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 for me, but I be like, nah, bro. I feel like I feel like I got to do it big for y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why why y'all living so y'all can be like, yeah, Man. or feel like you had a feel like you had a hand in it because you did. Right. I was having that conversation with Viv yesterday. Like that exact same conversation, bro. And bro, so I'm like, I got, I got to do it, and not just do it. I'm like, I got to do it big, so 
pops can see, uncles, OGs, like, yeah, and, and you know stuff like that, like, it'd be like, a, like, you feel like, that's just like when the kid make it to the NBA, it's like, people that was there steps along the way, they feel like a real big sense of pride in mm-hmm. Whole neighborhood of Philly. Yep, yep. Them origin stories. That's why I was like, bro, yeah. That's why I wanted to watch it. Cause I was like, man, how did this dude that was making all this money, like where where did it start? And it all started on some like what he saw as a kid or what they saw as kids and stuff. Man, he he wasn't like, man, Alfred, I'm bored. Alfred, I'm bored, man. Bro, that bro, it's it's show it talks about them, uh it talks about the five percent nation and stuff and like it starts off with some Muslims and five percenters and mm. that like it's like it go deep, bro. But then Supreme even got to a point where he was uh when he got out, because he went in and then got out. And then went back in for life. What he's in now for some some homicides? Because I don't know if you remember Irv Gotti and all them Murder Inc was going through legal problems. Mm-hmm. Like they indi- that was just off of that was all Supreme stuff. Mm-hmm. Just off of him being friends with Irv, they were trying to say that Supreme was lining their money through Murder Inc. Mm-hmm. Irv gave him fifty thousand dollars. Somebody else gave him some money. And Jay Z gave him some money so he could do a um, a movie, and he did this movie made made two million dollars off of it. They were saying that fifty Irv gave him was Prem gave him fifty thousand, and Irv wrote him a check mm. so it'll be clean. Mm-hmm. But when he got out, when they was messing with uh, when he was messing with Irv and Murder Inc. and stuff, Irv Gotti told him like, "Yo, Prem, I'm on." I'm rich. Irv said he making like 30 million a year, 25, 30 a year. He was like, yo, look, just be the CEO or be the president, a vice president, be the vice president of Murder Inc. <laughs> you good. You're going to be making this. Mm-hmm. We legal, baby. You ain't got to do. He said, Preem thought about Preem, uh, hit him back maybe a day later, a couple of days later. And he was like, yo, Irv, I appreciate it. I can't do it. He's like, what? What you going? He's like, bro, you going to go back to jail? Yeah. He's like, he said, uh, I can't be preem working under you. Mm. He had that much, he had that much pride in who he was and who he had built himself to be. He was like, everybody else won't look at me as preem. If I'm, if I'm my love, if I'm under my love, man. Yeah. He's like, but you'll go back to prison, though. He said, but I'll be preem in prison. Bro, that's 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 heavy in itself, right, man? That's so much to unpack in that alone, bro. Yeah, bro. That's why I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta, uh, we need new role models out here. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna do my part. Cause I I was uh, taught listening about this in the community. Like whether you ask whether you ask for a position of leadership or not, 
you have to embrace your position of leadership when it's bestowed upon you because it ain't about you no more. Mm-hmm. And other people looking at you as an example, whether you like it or not. So I'm like, if I know for a fact people's looking at me, I'm going to give them something good to look at. Mm-hmm. So like, we need new role models because that street stuff, that street stuff was all the role models that we had for a long time. And I feel like it's it's like slowly changing. Like entrepreneurs are, it's cool. They the celebrities. Yeah. Them circle CEO cats, they cool. Earn your leisure's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this stuff. Uh, Rick Ross talking about is cool. Mm-hmm. It ain't used to be that. It used to just be all the negative stuff was cool. Being married is cool. Every every black entrepreneur that I look up to, they every one of them married. Mm, mm. It used to be, no nah, man, fuck bitches, get money. Yeah. Now it's like, nah, bro, get a get a woman to help you grow your money. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be like, why is every why every dude that I that I look up to or aspire to be somewhat like? They all married. I'm like, it gotta be, it gotta be something to it. Hmm. But then, but then you hear the single dudes like, nah, man, married. A woman will slow you up. Nah, bro. Oh, I want to get to this level first and blah, blah, blah. But I'll be like, but why are them married though? And you ain't, you a, a candle in the sun compared to them. Hmm. Even the white dudes, they all married too. Every every like high level person, mm-hmm. every one of them, and then all right, and then if they do get divorced, you're already rich as hell. <laughs> the good damage has already been done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's much easier. It's much easier to split when you're a multimillionaire versus when you're worth eighty grand. Mm. <laughs> you worth sixty two. Yeah, that's real. Baby, 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 come on, baby. <laughs> hey, it wasn't that bad, baby. We have a moment. That's, that's why. That's why they. That, that's why the the guy that messed around and got rich, well, divorced because he's like, oh, I can afford it. Mm-hmm. The people that ain't gone, they miserable and staying together because they can't afford it. And I'm more 50 M's, man. All right, man. Go, <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Because <laughs> a lifestyle, somebody with 25 M's and 50 M's, it, it's the same as that lifestyle. Yeah. The same as that lifestyle. It, life ain't changing. Yeah. Hey, Michael Jordan was tripping. Bro, who was that? Who was that white dude who had to give his wife? Like Jeff Bezos, nah, you think Jeff Bezos nah, tripping? I wasn't even talking about Bezos because this happened before Bezos. But do you think he bit? You think he tripping though? No, nah, not at all, not at all. Because this happened before Bezos. Like at the time, it was like the most. Like it was like almost a billion that the dude gave up. It was like nine hundred and ninety m's. Mm. And then you know, then Bezos came around. Yeah, he gave up a lot and made it back in like a month. <laughs> 
But but that's what I'm saying. You can. <laughs> you think they tripping? Uh, and real quick, bro. People do not understand how much one billion dollars is, dog. I think they do understand, Jay. Nah, they don't. They don't. And I'm gonna tell you how I know. And this ain't even like. I'm not saying the world thinks like me. I just know that if you saw like a visual representation of it, you would be like, that's a lot of money. Jay, I put it like this. Most people won't ever touch four, five hundred thousand. I think they realize how much a billion is. Not not bro. I'm telling you, baby, I'm telling you, people realize how much a billion dollars is, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you know what I'm saying. No, bro. you, I get what you're saying. You're saying, oh, you don't, if it was in paper, I don't think they realize how much it would actually be. No, or I'm even, saying. or even if like, like, I don't know if you've ever seen like, or read about like, like it, there's like a, like a graph that shows if you spent X amount of dollars over over this amount of time, it'll take like eighty, like eight hundred years for a billion to run out versus like this like five years for the million. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying just like in that in that type of scope of things, like I'm okay. You know, what but I'm saying? saying that but I'm I get what you're saying, but I'm saying I th- I think people realize how much a billion dollars is is because I know people that's Risk their life and died for less than ten thousand. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think so. I think they realize how like how much money a billion is if you wanted to die for ten thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of money, dog. It is, but. Like people, people know, people know what, I think people know the value of money just off of, look what everybody wanted to do to get it. Text me. 859-605-3297. 859-605-3297. Join the Iscrat at the top community. Um, less than a dollar a day. Joining community of like-minded entrepreneurs. All focus on their goals. They all understand how much a billion dollars is. Plus get training from other six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs. Less than a dollar a day. Sign up for the annual option. You get five months free.